Hi, welcome back. This is uh, Totally Truthful. Uh, this is episode three. Uh, this week, we'll be discussing whether the human race should inhabit exoplanets or if we should stay here on Earth. Um, there are thousands of exoplanets that have been discovered in the past decade or so, all of them outside of our solar system, uh, which is where they get the name exoplanet. Because these planets lie outside of our solar system, we need to be able to travel at the speed of light. So everything we will be discussed today is completely theoretical. Ethan, you got anything to say on this? Yeah, well, I mean, there are so many exoplanets that we know of and so many more that we don't know of. Um, over 1,000 of these planets have been found by the Kepler Space Telescope, uh, which is astounding because the telescope only reached orbit in 2009, which was only eight years ago. Nine. Um, yeah, amazing technological development. Um, and the, the telescope also discovered a new class of planet, the super-Earths. Um, these planets are generally between the size of Earth and Neptune, and some of them are in the habitable zone of their suns. So, super-Earths are basically just Earths that are larger and more likely, um, more than likely habitable. So, um, I guess we're faced with this moral dilemma of whether we should inhabit these planets, seeming, sort of seeing as though we've already screwed up this one. Do right. you have any thoughts on this, Will? Uh, I think we should be confined to this planet and this planet alone. What about you? Um, see, this is an interesting topic, um, because obviously we have caused, you know, global warming and everything like that. Mm. Um, Good old CFCs. And one could argue... Well, yeah. And one could argue that... Um, you know, we shouldn't inhabit these planets because um, we would simply be corrupted by this power um, of civilizing, or sorry, not civilizing, settle, settling a new planet. Yes. Um, but I think that there would be a way that you could that you could habit, inhabit a planet um, without completely screwing everything up. Obviously, laws would be a lot tighter. Um, yeah. What what kind of laws do you think we could put in place in order to um, stop people from, I guess, wrecking newly discovered planets? Most of the ones we have now, like yeah, like no CFCs. Mm -hmm. um, we know we don't. We had that for a while, but uh, obviously they're now banned worldwide. But uh, they um, they they're still destroying the ozone layer but what they do is in the summer and in, in winter and autumn kind of months um, they freeze and they come back down to the ground and they're not doing anything to the ozone layer but as soon as it gets warm in the spring summer months they they, they, they uh, warm like up evaporate. again and come back up into the atmosphere and starts the cycle all over again so oh, I did. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. that's um, that's really so interesting. So even stuff that w has been there for fifty years is still there, doing damage to the ozone layer. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I think uh, a complete elimination of those. In fact, uh, I think that it they should, well, they would be banned um, from even being created on yeah. this new theoretical world. Um, personally, I was thinking. Uh, that in order to make the journey over there, uh, you might have to take some kind of test or uh, be in some high percentage of people who have proven that they're ethically sound or you know they make good moral decisions. What do you think about that? So what you're saying is no Americans <laughs> and... And 
mostly no poms. Uh, well, I don't know, maybe. And but no French, because they're all cowards. <laughs> and, and no Barnaby Joyce's, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, the em embezzlement, yes. the embezzlement type. And, and, and cheating yeah. type. Yeah, also the, the um, type, Yes. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's already been kind of done in movies before. Um, for instance, Elysium. I haven't seen Elysium, but... Neither have I. Yeah, but I know, that, I know the concept is essentially, like, if you're rich enough, you can buy your way into a perfect world. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it should be based on money at all. Um, but then again, you would have to think about, like, the logistics of attempting to implement something like this how could you create a yeah. test that everybody in the world would have access to and would be able to complete on google <laughs> but like That's the easiest way i can what put it on google <clears throat> but like what if you had you know like a, a tribe in south america that is completely isolated from technology but you know, still you fax it to them surely they'd have a fax machine still but, like, you know those tribes where uh, they specifically don't have any outside contact so that they oh, can... Oh, the Amish. <laughs> yeah, like like the Amish. You, you take it to them by horse. Mm. You, you, you burn it into their crops with a giant laser. <laughs> like massive crop circles and they walk outside yes. and go, Ah, the aliens have sent us a message. Yes. again. Yeah. I think yeah. another example in movies is The Martian. The Martian? I haven't seen that. Uh, explain Neither it to me. Neither have I. Um, basically, Matt Damon, the actor, not character, he um, goes to Mars. Um, mm. He goes to Mars with a team, and I think they end up leaving without him somehow, and he's trapped there for ages. And yeah. he has to end up growing his own food. He realizes that he uses he uses his own feces for fertilizer. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it, but that's pretty much as much as I know. And yeah, that's... they end up going back to get him and bring him back. That's pretty. That's pretty grim. Um, mm. But Elysium was Matt. That's a movie well. I've been meaning to see for a while. But... Yeah. Um, well. So I guess look. My my thinking on this is is really is really just providing obviously that we can make it to these planets. I think that you would need to be able to screen society, um, but then you run into this this moral problem of well, people are obviously subject to change over different over many years, and someone who is you know maybe considered bad or. Um, has done bad things or makes bad decisions or what have you can uh, easily change if they put in enough effort over a, a period of time. So you would have to have a very strict, very tough punishment and governmental system in order to properly govern that. Um, Not like the one we have now, think, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, the one we have now doesn't really seem to be effective in eliminating complete. Uh, yeah, corporate corruption. Yeah. What What would you feel about capital punishment? Ah, oh, capital punishment. Hmm. hmm. 
death by... I think that's interesting. Um, I personally wouldn't be for capital punishment. No. I think, if anything, a, a planet that acts as a sort of open-world prison yep. would be an interesting idea. Hmm. Hmm. What if we built um, a big space station for it, kept them all in there? Yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting. Um, in, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That, yeah, yeah, but then you you also have the problem that happened in Guardians of the Galaxy what if where they, get out? they escaped. Yes, but most Man. people aren't Rocket Raccoon. They don't know how to do that True. sort of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but like, uh, you've if you if you put them in a space station, which definitely has docked spaceships on it then you you face the problem of possible prison escapes and then inmates leaving via the spaceships and just going wherever they feel like and if we have faster than light technology then that means that they would be able to just go wherever they felt like you know so i think putting them on a planet where you just kind of put them there and there are you know structures and what have you there uh, and and things that they can then live off, mm. and then just kind of leaving them. Would that not be a, a a bad idea? But then, yeah, I don't know. What what are what are your problems with that? Um, can they survive there? Is the number one thing. Because mm. I mean, obviously, you don't mm. want them to die straight away, at least. Um. I don't. I don't know. I haven't really thought about the, the the imprisonment side of it. Um, so uh, you were saying before, uh, speed of light travel. How long do you think it'll be before we get reach that point? Um, I think that it is probably at least at least one hundred and fifty years off. Really, that long? Yeah, I really think so. Um, unless we can make some really rapid changes, then I really don't think that it's going to be very soon because uh, it it isn't it doesn't it like violate some fundamental laws or something? If you, you mean travel... you mean ethical or physics? N no, 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 physics. Um, I'm not sure. You do physics, don't you? Yeah. You tell me yeah, then. <laughs> I'm fairly sure it, it violates some fundamental laws. What, um, A equals MC squared? Yeah, maybe. Well, I know I that it's generally considered impossible. I mean, I assume you know what that A equals MC squared is? Yeah, energy equals the mass multiplied by the constant, which is speed of light in a vacuum. Squared. Oh, yeah, squared, obviously. you gotta you got to carry that too, right? Yep. Um, which which oh, basically means important. that it's in constant flux. The energy needed to travel at the speed of light is mass of all the objects times by the speed of light squared, which would make adding that amount of energy would make the mass go up, which would make the energy go up, which would make the mass go up. Am I right? Yes, that so. sounds about right. So it, it's... At this point, at least, it's impossible. But like we were saying last week, you never really know. Like they could have invented super super space travel already, and they just that maybe they're already using it. We just don't know about it. Yeah, 
they might be they might be keeping it from us. Mm. And uh, that's that's a it's an interesting train of thought, I guess. Yes. That we're already extremely technologically advanced, but it's just not available to the public. Yeah. Uh, I think. I mean, there's there's a obviously the the conspiracist train of thought that says that we've already colonized Mars. You never know. We might have. Yeah. Yeah. There's unless you can get 100% definitive proof that Mars is completely uninhabited. Like, mm. You know. Um, what do you think about habitating, ha um, colonizing planets within our solar system, like Mars? Um, I think that honestly, I think the same the same way about about exoplanets, really. Yeah. Um, I you would have to be very careful. So as to not have a repeat of what's happened on Earth. Um, yeah. I mean, with Mars, it's pretty much already a desert. So yeah. Well, they they believe now that it was it used to be like Earth, and that um, may, maybe a civilization destroyed it, and that's where we're going with it as well. Oh, that's uh, that's an interesting thought. Or maybe it was just got real old and there was nothing there and everything dried up. I don't know, but there's mm. there's signs. I know they found some sort of living bacteria in the water there, or something like that. Yeah, I think they found organisms. Yeah, but I think present th there. the problem with the water there is it's I think it's very carbon dioxide rich. Is it? It's either it's either rich in carbon dioxide or it's heavy water, so it's got extra. It's it's an isotope of water, and it's like or hydrogen is like tritium or deuterium or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's either carbon dioxide rich or hydrogen rich, which they use tritium in cooling ponds at nuclear power plants. Yeah, I wouldn't be drinking that. No, because it gives it off its own a little bit of radiation. Yeah. Um, either way, the water there is not safe. And also um, a lack of atmosphere. That too. You would need to create an atmosphere essentially yeah so I, i'd be interested to see how elon musk is planning to solve that problem. yeah uh what about colonizing venus the hottest of our planets well if you want to live on somewhere where it's uh, it essentially has an oven uh surrounding it like sure yeah, well. if you can if you can create an, a stable atmosphere that's cool then my my thought would really just be the same as the other yeah. exoplanets. The fact of the matter is that that's not possible at this point Sorry. in time. The fact of the matter is though, that that's not possible at this point in time. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of out of the question, really. Yeah. But um, and and also the same thing is true with the with the gas planets because I'm fairly they're, sure they're that gas. they've got no stable no or solid ground on them no. as far as we've seen. Well, that's why they're called gas giants. Yeah. Um, I know at least we could probably live on some of the big moons of Jupiter or Saturn. Mm, like Titan? Yep. Or there's other ones I can't think of the name of. There's like 60 moons around Jupiter. Yeah. It's like 60 something. Moons. I think there's about yeah. 60 around both of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you'd have to imagine that you would be able to. If, if you could create an atmosphere, hmm. um, then. You would imagine you'd be able to regulate that atmosphere, uh, maybe even through uh, 
what the greenhouse effect using the greenhouse effect to a beneficial extent to warm yeah. up the atmosphere and then uh, allowing it to be habitable yeah by humans yeah what if, what if we colonized like three or four dwarf planets like there's one in the asteroid belt between mars and jupiter but pluto mm -hmm. doesn't count anymore because last year they reclassified it as a normal planet why? What, what, what changed them, their mind? I have no idea. Pluto was feeling bad, so we cheered it up by making it a real planet. <laughs> yes, and now Mickey Mouse is very happy. <laughs> oh, so is Goofy. <laughs> and Donald. <laughs> the, whole, the whole gang. Yeah, Minnie. Oh. Yep. Could you imagine if Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse found out they were brother and sister? Oh. It's like Luke so, and Maya. Yeah. That one thing. <laughs> Darth Vader's so, like when he. When anyway, he you Luke, were talking about the uh, the the exo the exoplanets. Um, sorry, not the exoplanets, the dwarf planets. Yeah. Uh, already in our solar system and colonizing them. Yeah. What were you gonna say about that? Um, like if we sent two or three billion people to one, and then two or three billion people to another one, that kind of evens out the. The, the population, I guess, rather than I think that that's a, one big planet. I think that's a fair fair idea. You have, uh, like, you separate the population into groups. Yeah. Then you... Ma maybe you uh, could do it by um, the type of citizen. Like, you could have the stupid people. You could have the smart <laughs> people. You could have the, the prisoner people. <laughs> no, you know what but I then, mean? Okay, so I understand your point, but categorizing intelligence is, is difficult because of okay. all the different... It wouldn't have yeah. to be specifically... You could do it like rich people, poor people, middle, but... middle income. <laughs> okay, so you could say, say you just like evenly split up the population yep. about um, and send them to different exoplanets. Yep. You would have a problem where governments wouldn't want to relinquish their power and give away their money. Uh, to equally split up between the different countries so as to support the thriving planets. Hmm. So you would you would really... You know, I mean, you've you got to sort out the corruption on Earth before you then move on to other planets, I reckon. What if you put all the corrupt people on one planet? Hmm, that's an interesting idea. You put the only problem is, is you... is actually categorising... Like clearly cutting all the different people who are corrupt because corruption isn't exactly clear cut. No, but the, I mean it's a very broad term. But yeah, this it's it's still easy to find those who are and aren't corrupt. I would say so too. Like but one might argue that um, simply gaining a position of power corrupts someone. I think. Um, uh, I can't remember who said it, but uh, I think it said that uh, power corrupts. Uh, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, that, was it Martin Luther King? Not sure. Was it Gandhi? Not sure. <laughs> Could have been. I don't imagine it was Gandhi. either of those two. Could have been Indira Gandhi. I don't, I don't see Mahatma where it could have fit into Martin Luther King's rhetoric. Well, he was... Oh, actually, no. No, no, He was against racism, and racism really is just a corruption of power. Yeah. 
And Gandhi was tr- trying to fight the oppressive British rule. That, that's, that's, so. that's what I'm saying. Right, but, um, yeah, you put all your Donald Trumps and Harvey Weinsteins and Kevin Spacey's all on one planet. Yeah. It, it wouldn't just have to be yep. political corruptness, would it? No, I think you could just have a, an ethically bad... People. Yeah. Oh, here's an idea. What if you categorise people not by, um, not by their income or by their intelligence, but instead you categorise them by ethics. You categorise them by how moral they are, and you made them. You devised a a test to test their morality, and then you would go ahead and and split up the population. Hmm. So what you said. But again, that would come down to income. Mm. Because you've got who your real rich people who generally have no morale. You've got yeah. your, you got your middle income who they don't want to do it, but they know they have to. And you got your poor people who need to work. They know that, but they just can't get any, and they generally have a fairly high morale. Yeah. Well, then then it comes back to the thing of, of money and power corrupts. Yeah. And so you will... If going with that, you will always have a society wherein you will have corrupt people. Mm. Well, uh, maybe so. maybe humans aren't evolved enough to to actually settle another planet. Maybe, maybe we are evolved enough to overcome corruption. What do you think about that? Um, I think that corruption will generally happen to anybody, as you mm. said before. I mean, I know if I was made prime minister or president for you, other U.S. peoples, if I was mm-hmm. if I was put into a, a a place of authority like that, I'd probably do some not very good things to get laws passed or. Oh yeah. I, I imagine uh, many people would because mm. I think most people it, would really. I mean, you don't think of a lot of people don't think of good and evil uh, when they're doing something that is very clearly evil because good and evil is really just a, a point of a point of view. It's yeah. essentially just an opinion um, devised really by the Christian uh, mm. moral code. Are we bringing religion into this now? Well, yeah, I guess I guess this really is just a, a debate about, about ethics and, and morals. We could divide the planets up by religion. Ooh, interesting. We've got Christianity, so, Catholicism, <sighs> Judaism, atheism slash agnosticism. You've got, mm, you got your but Buddhism. But you would have such a large number of planets that you'd have to send people to. And it's what if someone planet. changed their religion? That's too bad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sucks for you. You were Tough. born a Jew and now you're stuck on the Jewish planet. Tough love. <laughs> I was I was actually reading something earlier today about Randy Newman. The And who's that? Uh, Is he a senator or something? No, he did the music for Toy Story. You know, you got a friend oh, of me. Yeah, yeah, yep. Randy Newman. Um, he was... I think it was Randy Newman. Uh, yeah. He was... Um, his parents were Jewish which therefore made him Jewish. But he Mm -hmm. didn't know what that was. And he was born in the time when 
being a Jew would kind of get you into trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was at school and this girl asked him to a dance and his, uh, the girl's father said, um, no, no, you can't invite him. He's a, he's a Jew. There's no place for Jews here. And, and Ran- a young Randy Newman, um, said, all right, then if that's your decision, put the phone down, went to his father and asked him what a Jew was. <laughs> He'd never he he hadn't been raised a Jew. It's just that because his it's parents. It's just that Jewish. he was by default a yeah. Jew because his parents were a Jew. And that and his were parents Jews. weren't even that religious. Mm. Which I think is yeah. funny. Yeah. And well, I I I think categorization via your parents' beliefs is not always a good thing. I um I think raising a child to. Uh, develop their own belief system and develop their own sense of morality yeah. is, is a thing that we re- need really need to look at doing more. Yeah, obviously there's some um, things. Like obviously parents to will want to, uh, you know, in, instill some of their own beliefs in the child, but I yeah. think ultimately the child needs to be raised to realise that maybe everything their parents believe won't always be true 100% of the time. And I think there's obviously some key things that need to be established. What's good, what's bad, what's wrong, mm. what's right. Mm. Killing people. And and is... then then again we come back to where were those where were those values uh originated and yeah. that was that was from the essentially really just the Bible. Yeah, which is a co- big oh. comic book. Sorry? It's a big comic book. Yeah. <laughs> a big comic book that people keep adding panels to over the millennia. Yeah. You got you got your you got your big writers like Frank Miller, Mark Millar, they're all writing in there. That talking bush, whatever that was about. Uh so uh we're we're starting to run out of yeah, time. I don't know. Uh we're gonna do a new segment, uh we're called recommendations. So we're gonna recommend something that you might or that we might like to watch or read or whatever it may be. You guys can tell us give us recommendations or you might like to watch or listen to what uh, we're talking about. So uh, do you have any recommendations? Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to start classic here and go with um with really one of my favorite stories by the author HP uh, Lovecraft. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Dunwich Horror by HP Lovecraft. Oh. It, perfectly written piece yeah. that really encapsulates his uh, amazing style of, of horror and psychological thriller. See, I, I haven't read anything by Mr. Lovecraft before. I know he's done some fairly well-known pieces. Mm-hmm. Like he invented Cthulhu. Yes. Um, what else has he done? <laughs> he, well, he, um, he created... And uh, a new form of horror that was more of a psychological kind of horror than the prior, I guess, grotesque horror. Um, and by grotesque horror, I'm more talking about, like, Frankenstein by Mary Shelley and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, he invented Cthulhu. Um, he created this extremely rich and dense world um, within his stories and even though he only wrote short stories, they all linked together in a um, in a really amazing way. So he created this whole structure of elder gods and um, and uh, different deities that people would worship and that kind of thing. Um, and he really focused on much like his uh, his peer 
uh, Edgar Allan Poe, who yeah. he took a lot from, um, he enjoyed focusing on the aspect of the human psyche uh, concerning insanity. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely get on that. Yeah, I might have to. Do you have any? What's your recommendation for this um, week, Will? I have recently been reading um, Scott Snyder's run on Batman for the New Fifty Two uh, comics. Yeah. Um, I'm in Volume Two, which is the City of Owls. The mm -hmm. Volume One was Court of the Owls, and it's mm -hmm. uh, it's it's real good. Um, yep. Uh, a couple of a couple of months ago, I read Batman Year One, which is by Frank Miller, and it's pretty much regarded as the 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 best Batman origin. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I think. Scott Snyder is a very talented writer, and if I, I'd go check that out, um, Comicsology. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I find comic books are, can be very interesting. Some of them are long-winded and kind of don't make any sense. But yeah, I can I can identify with that. Yeah. I've had my fair share of of comics that I've read that I don't really feel are going anywhere or no. relate to the plot that they're attempting to tell yeah. um, that and Superman Birthright which was um, a Superman origin kind of story thing um, oh. but it, it's kind of it doesn't really go in, I mean it kind of does but it more goes into when he's 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 um, like an adult and he's started to write for um, newspapers and stuff and mm -hmm. you see uh, Martha Kent make the suit out of a quilt um, and you see how they get to the whole oh this is the difference between Superman and this is the difference between Clark Kent smack some glasses on him give him a higher pitch yeah. voice make him crouch a little bit um, no but that, that's good um, well um, I've always I haven't I won't go as far as to say that I've disliked Superman. I would just probably yeah. put him as my least favourite superhero. Yeah, I had Superman. Um, which, I don't know, we can discuss maybe in a future episode, yeah. but um, I've always found that he has had too much power and yeah. too little flaws there was, to be a, yeah. a good character. But that's... They kind of changed that after, like, the mid-80s. They went the yeah. Man of Steel route where... If you punch him hard enough, it's gonna hurt him. It's not gonna kill him, but it'll it'll make him re uh, he'll he'll get hurt by it. We went mm -hmm. but uh, before that you had seventies Superman where the only thing that could hurt him was Kryptonite and nothing else could do anything to him and mm. yeah. But yeah, I I do hate Superman as a character. <laughs> Fundamental. I'm sure the I'm sure the birthright comic though would be would be quite interesting. Yeah, it was. I'll have to definitely have to check that out. And you guys should uh, also go out and check out these uh, the the comics that that Will was talking about before as well. Yes, uh, like I said, Comicsology. Uh, go there, get them there. There, uh, they can be they can get expensive, but they're not too bad. Yep. Um. All right. So I all think right. that's it for this week. Yeah, um, thanks for listening. Yep. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Uh, we hope you can join us again next week where we will be going down the rabbit hole. Right. And, um, yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting episode. Yes. I think we're talking about uh, maybe 
maybe a recently released Star Wars film. Mm, maybe, maybe, you never know. Yeah, see? All right. <laughs> uh, All right. We hope we've been totally truthful with you. Uh, we'll talk to you next time.